Hello, I'm Joshua Gilliland, attorney blogger on The Legal Geeks. Tonight, we will explore Marvel Civil War II, Issue 4, where we find out in the first opening pages that Hawkeye, Clint Barton, was acquitted for the murder of Bruce Banner. In our last podcast, we looked at one of the arguments that could have been made in the defense of Hawkeye, and that was the defense of others. There's another theory on what the jury could have done to have acquitted Hawkeye for murdering the Hulk, and that is jury nullification. Jury nullification is defined, and this is from the Cornell University Law School website where they have a wonderful legal dictionary, and they cite to U.S. v. Thomas 116 Federal 3rd 606 uh, from 1997. Jury nullification is a jury's knowing and deliberate rejection of the evidence or refusal to apply the law either because the jury wants to send a message about some social issue that is larger than the case itself or because the result dictated by law is contrary to the jury's sense of justice, morality, or fairness. So let's think about the facts. A bunch of the Avengers and S.H.I.E.L.D. go to Utah, confront Bruce Banner without probable cause because there's a premonition that the Hulk will go on a massive killing spree. Because of a meeting that Banner had with Hawkeye, Banner asked Hawkeye to kill him if he turned into the Hulk again and gave him an arrow in order to do the deed. Now there are a couple ways to look at this from jury nullification. A jury could look at this and go like, you know what? Banner was turning into a raging monster. Killing him was the right thing to do to save others. That'd be a blend of jury nullification and defense of others. There, there's also a darker point of view. Now, I discussed before that the case should not have been heard in New York. In the Marvel Universe, the Hulk has gone on many, many destroying sprees in New York City. Probably the biggest being World War Hulk, where the Hulk led an alien army to invade the Earth and they land in New York and do a lot of damage. It would be bad for the victim, at least for that case, for the defendant to really get a fair trial. If the defendant is being tried in a place where people were happy, the victim was killed. That would not be okay. So you would have to find people who weren't affected by the Hulk in New York for it to really be a fair trial. And that might sound counterintuitive because you're thinking about the victim's rights and not necessarily the defendant's rights because it's the defendant on trial. But if you're going to try somebody and have it be a kangaroo court where they could show up and not really put on a case and still be acquitted for committing murder, that's bad. So that could be the negative view of jury nullification at play with trying a case in Manhattan where the Hulk has leveled buildings before. Utah would have been a better venue because it would have been truly a fair trial. Now, in the opening splash pages of the comic, there's a note that it was kind of like assisted suicide because of Banner's request. Assisted suicide really doesn't work like that where you go put somebody down with an arrow or a gun. People aren't like horses with a broken leg. 
Now, by way of comparison, the California right to die law that we have defines an aid in dying drug. And that means, under the law, a drug determined and prescribed by a physician for a qualified individual, which the qualified individual may choose to self-administer to bring about his or her death due to a terminal disease. Turning into the Hulk isn't a terminal disease for Bruce Banner. It's a horrible condition and it's a threat to others, but that's not really what assisted suicide is about. Civil War 2, Issue 4, also explores Captain Marvel basically going full fascist. Based upon a premonition, so no probable cause, no investigation, they arrest a banker who we just know as Miss Green. There's absolutely no evidence against her. The only thing that they find is she likes karaoke, her father's a cop, and her fiancé was really freaked out she had disappeared. Captain Marvel actually has the audacity to say, I have a legal right to hold you indefinitely. There's absolutely no reason Captain Marvel could be doing that. She is violating the Fourth Amendment, which requires probable cause for an arrest, the Fifth Amendment, and Sixth Amendment for search and seizures, right to counsel, Miranda, writ of habeas corpus. There's a lot of constitutional rights that Marvel is violating, and that is absolutely not okay. Because at the end of the day, these premonitions that, that she is justifying her actions upon are profiling. So it's interesting seeing Tony Stark being the civil libertarian in this case, based upon his understanding of how the inhuman's brain works and being able to analyze these algorithms and come up with this premonition of what one possible future could be based upon profiling. That doesn't comply with our laws. There's no probable cause there. So Civil War II is raising wonderful issues that are complex. It's great seeing Tony, in my view, be the good guy this time, so I'm definitely on Team Iron Man for this one. And Captain Marvel, in her quest for justice, going in the wrong direction from justice. She's starting to look more KGB than FBI. And that's not okay, because we want our heroes to be heroes, not arresting people and holding them indefinitely. Definitely not the superhero thing. And so with that, thank you for tuning in, and stay geeky, America. Stay geeky.